This is Corinna Mendes, and you're watching the TV Writer Podcast. Hosted by Gray Jones, the TV Writer Podcast is brought to you by Script Magazine and ScriptMag.com, the leading source for script writing information in print and on the web. This is Gray, and I'm here with independent TV writer and producer Corinna Mendes. How are you doing, Corinna? I'm great. How are you, Gray? Doing very well, thanks. And I should mention this is podcast 73, and uh, we're, we didn't have an intro, so I would mention that you can get lots of other podcasts at tvwriterpodcast.com. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Gray Jones as my handle. And, and do you have a Twitter handle? Yeah, it's Corinna Mendes. Corinna Mendes. Very easy. Okay. <laughs> so I do pre appreciate you coming on. And um, there's there's definitely, when when people are starting out, when they want to break in, there's some, some questions they have. And often we get into this because we have a passion for creating. And um, it used to be, back in my ancient days, um, that the only way you could break in was going to film school. And film schools were not even as good back then as they are now. The film schools have gotten a lot better over the years. But sure. at the same time, there there's a lot more resources now than there were when I went to film school 20 years ago. Sure. Um, and so just like I talked to Ryan Koo, um, who runs nofilmschool.com, and a few of the people I've interviewed, like um, uh, Bill Martell, definitely advocates shooting your own pilot um got examples like uh our our popular rob thomas right now uh who created veronica mars created party down party down was actually shot as a spec pilot oh, okay. Uh, okay and and so there are lots of examples like this and you actually not only wrote your own pilot you shot it so we're going to hear about that and and i'm sure lots of people are going to love hearing your perspective because you probably didn't have um, the Veronica Mars crew and a pile of money um, like Rob right. Thomas had, but you did get it shot, which is really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, it was definitely a process. Um, when I originally wrote Not In My Neighborhood, um, I didn't intend to produce it right away. Mm -hmm. You know, I it's a homeless shelter where I used to work. Um, you know, growing up, I always wanted to get into the business. I wanted to be an actress and... I, my parents never wanted me to do that. You know, they, there's, what do you mean you want to be an actress? There's mm -hmm. no money in it. You'll never get anywhere, you know. So I kind of pursued other things. I went to school for counseling mm -hmm. and um, medicine. I work as a physician assistant right now. But during my counseling internship, I worked in a men's homeless shelter. Mm -hmm. And I did that for about 10 years. And I always thought, you know, this would make a great comedy series. Not knowing anything about writing or any, you know, I, I was a writer, but I never wrote an actual TV script or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So start, you know, I bought the books. Every time I found something interesting, just start jotting it down, you know, any kind of crazy situation that happened at the shelter, I'd write about it. Um, I started taking a, a, a TV writing class online mm -hmm. uh, with Larry Brody yeah. um, at tvwriter.com. So he kind of helped me along the way. Um, there were many versions of the scripts from, from drama, you know, an hour-long drama, half-hour comedy, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and I finally went with the comedy because the subject material can be kind of, you know, a little, a little uh, I guess, dark, you know. So mm -hmm. I felt like if I, you know, added some laughter, it would kind of make the subject matter a little bit 
more tolerable, easier to handle, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, so yeah, so after I, I wrote the script, I, um, I started meeting with different directors and producers that I had met through people through networking, mm-hmm. um, you know, like on Facebook and, and, uh, Twitter and stuff like this. And, um, you know, everyone wanted to change it in some way. Mm-hmm. And I know that's par for the course. I, I, and I'm totally open to changing it. Um, but it was just, you know, I felt like for my first project, I kind of wanted to just have my, I had my own creative vision and I kind of wanted to go with that. And I, and I wanted to find people who would kind of support that vision, you know? Mm -hmm. So after meeting with, with many different, uh, producers and directors, I kind of said, you know what? I think I could do this on my own. So I saved up some money Mm -hmm. and, uh, Decided to shoot it, got, you know, the casting director, hired actors, and we actually shot at the homeless shelter where I used to work. Which was an experience in itself. Which was definitely an experience in of itself because, you know, the first day of shooting, the first scene was like these irate picketers outside the shelter, like, we don't want a shelter in our town, and, Uh you know, all the guys at the shelter thought we were real, you know, and they were, yeah, people were like, this is the train stations right next next to the shelter so everyone's staring at us like oh "Oh my gosh what's going on you know so um i had to kind of do damage control with the guests at the shelter Mm -hmm. you know and while at the same time you know making sure everything was was running on smoothly and now i should i should mention you are in long island new york i am in long island new york yeah i'm in a town called port jefferson Mm -hmm. which is um about uh two hours by train from manhattan Mm -hmm. um so the shelter is in a, in a in a town. It's kind of like a upper middle class neighborhood, where when the the shelter first opened, no one really wanted it here. Mm-hmm. Um, hence the title, not in my neighborhood. Um, yeah. But you know, now that it's been here for twenty years, it's really done a lot for the community. I mean, granted, we've we've brought a lot of people in from from Manhattan, um, and there are a lot of people that don't stay at the shelter who actually, you know, there are people that actually live on in the woods like in the surrounding woods of the shelter which is kind of interesting yeah so you know there's a whole subculture of people who choose to to remain homeless um and they might go to the shelter for a shower or some food or to make a phone call or something um but there are people that actually choose to to live on the streets or live in uh what we call we call them tent villages now that we have Mm -hmm. like you know you can go to certain woods in long island and there will be like you know, literally a village uh, of, of homeless people with, you know, living in tents and, and stuff. Yeah, we've had the same kind of thing in Toronto, which uh, I know Toronto has winters that are fairly similar to New York. So mm-hmm. I don't know how they make it through the winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, especially with the blizzard we had, um, mm-hmm. whenever that was about a month ago, you know, at that at that point, there's, you know, emergency housing is there to, to house these people and they have to house them. Mm-hmm. They put, it doesn't matter where they put them. They have to find a place for them, you know. But sometimes, I mean, some, some people won't use those resources. Some people won't call and they'll just try and make it through. And a lot of them have, have actually, uh, you know, survived through the, through the storms and have been okay, you know. Mm-hmm. They're, they're true survivors, you know. Yeah. Um, um, so, so moving on. So you, you decided to write it about this. About so your I, experience, and you also decided to shoot there. Now, did you end up shooting the entire thing there still, just 
dealing with those concerns or did you end up shooting uh, elsewhere? No, I ended up, we ended up shooting at the shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, the first day was kind of touchy. I had to do some counseling with, with the guests there to kind of reassure them that this is like a, it's loosely based on reality. I don't, I don't hate you. You know, like they were like, you hate us. What are you doing? You know? Um, but by the, by the third day, it was a three day shoot. Mm-hmm. By the third day, they were actually begging us to stay because they started realizing like, oh, wow, like the conversations that you guys are having that, you know, they were watching us film and mm-hmm. like, this is so true. This happens all the time. And, you know, they, they wanted to be a part of it. You know, they wanted to be in it. And, you know, that I actually have been um, interviewing some other, some of them just as on my own to maybe do like a, like a documentary type mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, so by the end, they actually were okay with us being there. They wanted us. They were they were sad to see us go. Mm-hmm. And well, I I do have to admit, I, I watched the trailer for for the uh, the pilot, and I was pretty impressed. And I I say that because I've I've watched a lot of stuff on the internet, um, budding producers and short filmmakers, and um, and you definitely have a a level of quality that one wouldn't expect for your first time out of the gate. Well, thank you, Gray. I appreciate that. Mm. Um, yeah, every, everything from from the uh, the shooting to the the sound, especially, is one of the biggest things that that hurts in in, in when people start out. Um, so, did, was that from your own experience, or or you got people involved that helped with that? The help um, the the person that I was taking classes from and still take classes from, Larry Brody, mm-hmm. had um, suggested I contact Barry Gribble who actually was uh, one of the directors, Barry mm-hmm. Gribble and Kevin Good, who was the DP as well. Yeah. Um, so the two of them really, you know, I, I saw a lot of their work. They've done a bunch of really good pilots, really cool stuff. And in speaking with them, you know, they were really interested and they really kind of like, you know, supported my vision. They, they were there and they, to kind of enhance what I was thinking, you know, in my head. So they, they really did a, a, a lot to help me with mm-hmm. this. I owe a lot to them. You know, I've learned a lot from them and, you know, in the whole process. So yeah. it wasn't- and uh, in post-production, was that something that you also, um, did you try to do it yourself or did you, did you get people involved in that? Yeah, and Kevin helped with that, mm-hmm. definitely, the editing and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm still kind of learning, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you know, uh, good on you because I, I, I know a lot of people that I have been in contact with, um, I appreciate the fact that they want to do it by themselves, but they don't realize that that one of the things that makes good content is when you don't try to wear a dozen hats yourself. Yeah. Um, it it just because it's your vision doesn't mean that you don't get a camera guy who is really good as a camera guy, and he's not a director, he's not a writer, he's not an editor, but he's a great camera guy. Um, it's it's I know foolish to think that I I'm good at everything. <laughs> Right. And 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 even if you are good at everything, um, when you get involved in a production, you can't be the director and the cameraman and the sound person all at the same time. It's physically impossible, I mean, to, to do everything all mm-hmm. at once. You know, and I think when you when you think of something and you idealize something, you're like, No, I can do everything but then when you're actually doing it, it's it's really you know, it's a humbling experience, I think, to realize something like that that you you know, you have to 
ask for help and have, have people help you with it, you know, and I've, I've really, I mean, from the beginning, I've been open to anything, any suggestions and anything, anyone, um, any kind of changes that they want to make, you know, as, as long as it supports the, the story, mm-hmm. you know, so that, that's what was great about working with Barry and Kevin, because they really, you know, everything like the, when the three of us would collaborate, I mean, it was just, we would enhance each other's vision, you know, so. Mm-hmm. And now, did you did you find it was? Um, now you mentioned that you paid the actors. I did. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you mind me asking what the budget for it was? It's okay. It was it was very low budget. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably spent. Well, I paid the actors a hundred dollars a day. Mm-hmm. So um, the whole entire project ran me about twenty five thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. And Which, for and that was for twenty two minute final. 20- yeah. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. I probably, you know, looking back, it could have been less, mm-hmm. but, you know, I wanted to make sure everything was, you know, good. I wanted to have good food to, to feed everybody, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to have a place for everyone to stay. And, um, you know, a, a lot of the actors uh, came in from Manhattan. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and, and I think it's really good for people to hear just because you can pick up a thousand dollar camera. And maybe a two hundred dollar mic doesn't mean that that becomes your entire budget for for a short film or for for a pilot. Um, that the it you know the the more money you put in, the more you're going to get out of it. Right. If you can. You yeah. Know, if I, you can. If you can. I was lucky enough to have say you know been able to save that amount you know and get help from dad too, of course. Mm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so so tell me about um when you did shoot it. What were you thinking was going to be your delivery, uh, your your distribution of it? Um, it's funny because I really wasn't thinking about that at the time. Mm-hmm. When I was shooting it, that's what I was focused on. I was like, I just want to shoot a, a, a good pilot, which um, really conveys the story that I want to portray, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but I wasn't thinking distribution, you know? Like, I, from the beginning, I really... I, I'm all, I'm just kind of learning this as I go along, you know, like, like I said, like when I first wrote it, I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to produce this, you mm-hmm. know, when I was producing it, I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to have to like get a publicist and do like a press release and all this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, you know, in, in my mind, I guess what I was thinking was that it would, it would be for um, cable television. I'd like to pitch it to cable networks, you know. Mm-hmm. Like HBO, Showtime, IFC, um, FX, even you know, networks like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and have you have you actually released the entire pilot online? I have it on YouTube right now. Mm-hmm. The entire pilot. It, the entire pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, is on YouTube. Um, and if you put, I, I can send you the link. You know, sure. so people click on it. So. Yeah, and uh, and have you put it into any film festivals or or aired it? Any anywhere like that? I just I've I've been entering film festivals, so I haven't heard back from anybody yet. So mm-hmm. it's like again, like I, I kind of had to, you know, I didn't I didn't save money for that part for the distribution part. So I just kind of lately have been um, I saved up some more money so I could enter it. You know, mm-hmm. I would go out of box and and uh, enter it in certain you know local fe- festivals here on Long Island. Uh, maybe the Stony Brook Film Festival. I'd like to put it in. Maybe Garden State and. Um, in New Jersey, you know, local stuff around here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
So yeah, so that's where I'm at right now with that. Yeah. Well, definitely, definitely, there's some um, there's some great resources out there for um, for marketing films, and and uh, some some that I've read recently have have had some really creative ideas about tie-ins. Like mm-hmm. say, for instance, in, any t- any time you can tie in with an organization. Mm-hmm. Um, this this is a, a shelter, so finding other shelters that might want to screen, um, screen certain. the pilot and and invite media to to attend that, and that gets okay. the word out about your your thing. Um, I, it's it it's those tie-ins from what I've heard that can really start the viral thing going. Right, right. Just to kind of get the ball rolling, ball rolling, kind of get it to spread. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, it is a lot of work. I mean, it's it's leg work, uh, phone calls. It's sometimes you actually have to go to these yeah. places. But um, you know, it's it's like anything. Anything mm-hmm. is work, right? So if you have a passion for something, I think it's just you make the time for it. You do it. Um, I uh, actually uh, I had entered it into the best shorts competition. Mm-hmm. It's not really short. It's a it's a pilot, but. Um, I got an award in the best shorts competition, which mm-hmm. is, and the script itself has won a few different awards. I've gotten to the finals of a lot of the contests that I've entered and stuff like that. Great. It's received some accolades, which is great, you know, considering mm-hmm. it's the first project ever, you know. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and every one you get becomes part of the kit that you can, then right. the next one you go to, you say it won this, this, and this. Um, right. and you gradually build on that. But, um, now you, you blogged about this at tvwriter.com, not mm-hmm. to be confused with tvwriterpodcast.com. Uh, Larry, <laughs> Larry Brody's got an excellent book and I urge people to read his book. Um, yep. but, uh, you, you blogged about it. And one of the things you, you mentioned was that, um, this was an expression of, uh, the idea of not going to film school, that you don't have to go to film school. Uh, wh- why don't you talk about that a little bit? Um, well, I think that with anything, you know, there's certain things that you learn when you go to school and then there are certain things that you learn when you're out there in the, you know, on the job. I mean, I consider myself a professional student. I have uh, my, you know, my bachelor's in in psychology. I have my master's in counseling. I'm a massage therapist. Um, I work as a PA now, physician Mm -hmm. assistant. Um, and I think that a lot of the stuff you learn in school, it's just, I mean, you have to learn it. It's a backbone, but you really don't learn things until you're, it's hands-on. You know, you're out there, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I realized, even with my friends that were helping me with, with Not In My Neighborhood, with the projects who are in film school, you know, they were even saying, I mean, this is stuff that we don't learn. You know, it's just the hands-on experience of the date. You know, how, how to organize things, how to produce something, how to put things together mm-hmm. to make it happen, really. I think it's it's just one of those things you have to do, you know, instead of sitting in a classroom and, and reading about it, you mm-hmm. know. That's not to say, I mean, I wish I went to, now looking back, I kind of wish I went to film school, mm-hmm. you know. But, and I still can, you know. Yeah. Um but I think there's so many other resources online that you don't necessarily have to go and get like a four-year degree or a two-year degree. You know, there's so many classes you can take online and web, you know, webinars and, and all sorts of things that you can, you know, that are there uh, to help you, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I, I 
I've said this on the podcast a few times. I'm not knocking film schools, but I spent about sixty thousand dollars on my uh, on my time at film school, and that was with a lot cheaper tuition twenty years ago. Um, and sure, I I had a couple of great films that came out of that. One of them won awards in several countries, and and that was great. I I built a lot of great relationships, but sixty thousand dollars can a- buy a lot of stuff. Sure. Um, I, I, if I were to start that now, I would probably buy about $10,000 worth of, of equipment. I'd mm-hmm. probably buy about a thousand or two thousand dollars worth of books and maybe another thousand or two thousand worth of DVD training and webinars and things like that. Yeah. And then the rest start making stuff. Do it. Yeah. And, and, uh, and because a lot of what you get at film school is the relationships, but I'm sure you gained some relationships going through this production experience. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And then even, you know, taking the classes online, taking Larry Brody's class. Um, right now I'm, I'm taking Jennifer Grisanti's class, her mm-hmm. 10 week, uh, seminar that she has. Um, you know, I, I went to the, the TV writer summit in LA. Um, you know, all of this stuff is a just, you know, just a good way of networking. And like you said, you, you really don't have to go and sit in a classroom and, um, like yes, you can. It's good networking to do that, but it's not necessary. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many other outlets now, and especially with with the with the internet now. Um, there's so many different outlets like Facebook and, and Twitter and all sorts. You know, the so, the social media is really is just exploding right now, where you can meet people. I mean, look at us. We're talking in yeah. Canada, and I'm I'm in New York. You know, so. Yeah. yeah well, I, most most of the interviews that I get on the podcast now have come through through Twitter. Um, just connecting with people on Twitter, and and uh, then there's an interview happening. Um, so, so what do you now? Now at the end of this process, or well, the end of one part of the process, um, what do you feel that that doing the this pilot has done for you? Um, it's definitely helped me to become a better writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, t- a better TV writer. Not that I, you know, I ideally I would like to become a television writer, but I feel that you know going through um, the characters, breaking down the characters and their arcs and the storylines and and the obstacles and everything that you need to make a good s- script and, and tell a good story, I feel like actually going through the process of shooting my pilot has taught me how to do that. You mm-hmm. know, so now when I go and I write. Um, another pilot it's easy you know it just it just flows better you know Mm -hmm. and also some spec scripts like i have a nurse jackie spec script i have an anger management spec script doing that now i I could it's it just makes the process a little bit easier you Mm -hmm. know and and i uh i have to ask what made you choose the form of 22 minute pilot i mean did you ever think about doing it as webisodes did you ever think about doing it as um say for instance a shorter like a short film definitely i i I definitely have um i thought about doing you know maybe four minutes you know like a four minute webisode or something um you know i've gone through all the different kinds like hour drama half hour comedy uh you know, I did the 22 minute because that seems to fit more into what a, a half hour uh, pilot 
that's that's generally what the the range is for a half hour pilot mm-hmm. on network TV. Um, there's actually two scenes that are in the script that aren't in the um, the shooting version of the pilot. Mm-hmm. So this particular pilot can be thirty minutes. So um, that's why I was thinking more along the lines of like an HBO or Showtime. But um, but I'm not excluding the idea of doing a, a web series. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I did think about it. And and now having gone through this experience, um, mm-hmm. is your goal to do this kind of thing again? Do you want to shoot more? Do you want to produce more? Um, or is this something that you would say it was a great experience? I've learned a lot. Now I'm just going to write. No, I, I actually now that I've done it, I think I have the bug. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely been a catalyst to me writing a lot more. Um, but I, I, I realized that I really love, I loved producing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 I have a, you know, in, in networking and making contacts, I have a friend who, um, is a manager, uh, and he's kind of helping me along the way. And he has hooked me up with, um, another writer and director, and I'm going to be producing a short film mm. in May. It's called Little Egg. Um, so... I think that'll be, it'll be, you know, even though it's not what I wrote, I, I think doing what I did uh, with my pilot is just, it's just going to give me, it's going to be that much uh, easier, I guess, to, to fill, you know, blech, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, just having the experience of that, you know, is making me, look, I, I'm looking forward to, to having the experience to film a short film now, you mm-hmm. know. Very very cool, and uh, and so, um, what advice would you have if somebody has their own piece, whether it be a, a pilot or a short film, and they want to, they're interested in shooting it? What have you learned that you could you could give them a shortcut um, and maybe not make the same mistakes, or some things that you learned that you, that they should do? Um, what advice would you have to give? Um, well, I would say, (laughs) I mean, stick to your guns, um, work at it every day, uh, you know, have a clear vision of what you want, write it down and just keep finding the people that, that you, that you'll be able to, you know, that will be able to support your vision. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if I were to shoot another episode now of Not in My Neighborhood, I would probably shoot it again in the shelter, but mm-hmm. I don't think I would have had the, the residents staying there. I, I I would have said, you know, maybe we can have these guys leave for the for the day or mm-hmm. something. Because it was over the weekend, so they were all there just kind of hanging out. And, yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, it's a lot of work. It's discouraging. But I think if you keep, if you have a clear vision and a goal of what you want to do, I think I just keep, just keep at it every day, mm-hmm. every day you do something to, to just, to keep it going. Cause you know, it can get to a point where you get discouraged and feel like, what am I doing? And you know, what's the point of all this? But, you know, but once you do it, it's that, that, you know, I think as an artist and, you know, a creative person, you know, it's fulfilling once you once you see the the final product, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I should ask, um, when you did gather this crew together, 
how did you connect with people? Like, where did you already know the camera person, the director? Um, did you already know all these people through through other things you did? And if so, how did you meet these people? And and how did you do the casting? That that kind of thing. I um. Well, it, before I had met Barry and Kevin, um, I had met a bunch of other directors through friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I I know a few friends who are in the industry already. A good friend of mine is a makeup artist, a celebrity makeup artist. She mm-hmm. actually does makeup for my show. Uh, for another friend's a TV editor. Um, another friend's an agent. So, you know, that, that, that's how I met everybody. Mm-hmm. Kevin, I met through Larry Brody. And then uh, with them, that's how we met uh, a casting director. Uh, Barry ended up knowing a casting director. And then she... Uh, did all, got, you know, found the actors, um, which were all from Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I guess and, it, it helps to be in New York area. New York, yeah. I mean, well, because that's the other thing, you know, if, to do something like this. Do you, do you live in LA or do you live in New York? You know, so yeah. to LA. I mean, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. Well, and and so long term, what what are you thinking? Like, are you thinking you would like to, like, say, for instance, you get some interest with this? Are you open to moving to LA? Is that what you'd like to do? Yeah, I mean, if there's, you know, if if there is interest and someone wants to pick it up, and and yeah, I would I would do it. I would move out there definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's a thought to go out because uh, working in medicine, you know, there's hospitals out there too, so I could easily mm-hmm. go out and you know work work in a hospital there and uh, and live out there. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, my heart's in New York. I'm a New Yorker. I'm, you know, I love it here, but I'm open to anything. You know, and I think that's another thing, um, you know, some advice to give is to be open and to, you know, everyone's going to have an opinion. Everyone's going to tell you their own idea of how they think it should be or what they think it should be. And, and, and that's okay. You know, everyone's, you know, it's, I think it's to be a writer, you have to take criticism, you know, mm-hmm. you have to be able to listen to what people have to say and, you know, and, and still stick to your guns. And, you know, you could take a piece of advice from what they say or, or not, you know. Um, just just always have that clear vision of what you want, you know. Very cool. Well, that actually sounds like a great place to end up. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and yeah, you know what? I, I, what I, what I really respect about you is there's a lot of people who become career students, and I, and I could see that um, perhaps a little bit of that in you. I mean, most people stop at two or three degrees and you got four. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but the thing is, you you in this, you were not a career student. You actually got something made. Um, and so there's something to be said for closing the books at some point and actually going out and doing it. Yeah. So good on you. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, and uh, and it's been a very interesting conversation. I'm sure a lot of people are thinking about doing the same kind of thing. We got summer coming, production season, and uh, hopefully there will be other people who have have the inspiration from this to say, well, maybe I could shoot my own pilot. Definitely. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, have this interview. It was great talking with you. And anytime, if anyone has any questions that they want to ask me, mm-hmm. I'm open. No. Yeah, and on on Twitter at Corinna Mendes. Yep, and I'm on uh, I'm on Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Ruben and Louise Mendes. So very cool. Oh, and make sure I'll put the link for uh, uh, Not My Neighborhood on the uh, the podcast page. So make sure that you do watch the the pilot too. Perfect. Cool. Okay. Well, thank thanks so much again, and best of luck to you. And I hope we see Not My Neighborhood in lots of film festivals coming up this summer. <laughs> Me too. Thank you. Cool. You're welcome. Okay. Bye bye. Hosted by Gray Jones, the TV Writer Podcast is brought to you by Script Magazine and ScriptMag.com, the leading source for script writing information in print and on the web.